is what? Doing part six of my uh, teaching on wisdom. Wisdom part six. And I trust that this morning that God will help each one of us and encourage each one of us. I'm going to start with about five scripture readings um, uh, at the beginning. And the first is in Second Chronicles chapter 2, verses 11 to 12. And then I will read Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1, and then Proverbs 24, 3 to 4, and Matthew 7, 24, and 1 Corinthians 3, 9 and 10. So let's start with Second Chronicles chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, answered in writing, which he sent to Solomon, because the love, Lord loves his people. He has made you king over them. Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who made heaven and earth, for he has given King David a wise son, endowed with prudence and understanding, who will build a temple for the Lord and a royal house for himself. I want you to note the phrase, a wise son, and then who will build. A wise son who will build. Then Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1, Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 7. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By, which, by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9 and 10, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Let each one take heed how he builds on it. In all these five passages, one thing is very clear, that wisdom builds. Wisdom builds. And that's one of the most important truths about wisdom. She builds. It is one of the most important ways to judge whether something is wise or not. Ask yourself, does it build? Is it constructive? Does it establish? Because wisdom is a builder. Wisdom is a builder. The second thing that you note from the passages we read is that wisdom doesn't just build, but it builds on a solid rock. Wisdom's foundation is always solid. Its foundation can handle heights. Your foundation determines how high you can go. 
And as you know, foundations are always underneath. They are usually not seen. The foundation for this building, Christ's temple, is about six meters deep. That's over 20 feet below this building. When we're constructing this building, we had to sink piles. And these were huge concrete beams that were sunk down uh, to 20 feet below because the land here was very mushy. We had to go down 20 feet to find a solid place to build from. Wisdom always goes deep. And normally, people don't see what is deep. People admire what is on top. But if you don't have the depth, there'll be nothing on top. You need foundation and wisdom builds on the rock. The third important statement is that wisdom builds with strong pillars. Pillars refer to the support systems that hold what you have built in place. Wisdom ensures that what she builds is properly structured so that it can grow and expand. Wisdom is not haphazard. Wisdom is not lazy. Wisdom builds on a rock. Wisdom builds with strong pillars, strong structures, a strong foundation with a strong structure. And finally, wisdom protects what is built. The apostle Paul saw himself as a wise master builder. And he says, I have laid the foundation let everybody take heed how they build on it. In other words, don't take my foundation for granted. So wisdom protects what is built. You have to be concerned not only about the foundation and the pillars, but you also have to be concerned about the structure that comes up. And these are all works of wisdom. Wisdom builds. While wisdom is a builder the opposite is true of the foolish wisdom builds but foolishness doesn't build listen to how Proverbs describes foolishness Proverbs 14 verse 1 says the wise woman and the men can be included the wise woman builds her house but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Wherever there is wisdom, there is going to be something being built, something being constructed, something working its way up. Wherever there is foolishness, there's going to be something being pulled down and something being destroyed. The contrast between wisdom and foolishness is very clear. Wisdom builds. Foolishness tears down. Whatever wisdom builds, foolishness tears down. Wisdom focuses on building and constructing things. Anyone who has built something has a deep respect for what other people have built. When you've labored to build your life, you tend to value others who have also labored to build their lives. But when you've built nothing, 
it's very easy for you to destroy what other people have built because you have no appreciation for building. Wisdom builds and foolishness pulls down. It is foolishness to spend time to build your marriage, to build your family, to build your ministry, your business, or your reputation, and tear it apart. And sometimes people start in wisdom and end in foolishness. They build something and destroy themselves. Wisdom is the part of you that is building. Foolishness is the part of you that is tearing down. So look into your life. There is a wisdom part of you and there's a foolishness part of you. There is a part of you that is always working to build and there is another part of you that is always working to destroy what you are building. That part of you destroying what you are building is the foolishness side of you. And each one of us has both. As a matter of fact, the one who wrote this, King Solomon, had the wisdom part and the foolishness part. He built his life with wisdom and tore it apart with foolishness. And many times, we are our own enemies. We build and destroy at the same time. We build a reputation and we tear it apart in no time. Wisdom builds, foolishness tears down. Wisdom saves, foolishness squanders. What wisdom saves, foolishness will squander. Wisdom saves for the long term. Foolishness is focused on instant gratification. The prodigal son wanted what the father had acquired over a lifetime. And when the father gave him half of his lifetime's investment, he squandered it in about a year. It is very easy for parents to build and for children to squander. The inheritance your father gives you after he has lived for many years, for many of us, your father left you property, something he has toiled 50 years to build, and in one moment, you squandered everything. Wisdom saves. Foolishness squanders. So ask yourself whether you are saving or squandering. Wisdom uplifts. Foolishness beats down. The lips of the wise will uplift. Even when the wise is rebuking, it tends to demand better performance. The lips of the fool destroys. A wise parent will inspire confidence in a timid child, and a foolish parent would dampen the spirit of an enthusiastic child. One is an uplifter, one is a destroyer. A wise person will uplift their partner in marriage and not pull them down. You can't describe your wife in derogatory terms and expect your marriage to work. You can't describe your husband in derogatory terms and expect your marriage to work. You can't call your husband unwise and expect that he will be wise. Wisdom builds. Foolishness tears down. Are you tearing down your own marriage? Are you tearing down your husband? Are you tearing down your wife? 
Are you tearing down your workplace? One of the things that amazed me is that, you know, you, sometimes you go to a workplace, you go to an office or go to a shop, and, and, and the shop assistant who is paid by the shop is the same person telling you nasty things about the shop. And sometimes they'll even tell you, don't buy here. These people are wicked. And show you where to go and buy. And they forget. Their salary is paid from that same place. That shows you their wisdom level. If you tear down the place that feeds you, you are the opposite of wisdom. Wisdom builds foolishness, tears down. And I'm going to show you a case study of how this happens. And I think one of the greatest celebrated stories of wisdom is associated with King Solomon. And the story is in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 16 to 28. It's a story we are all familiar with, but I'm going to show you how wisdom builds and foolishness destroys from this story. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 to 28. And he reads, Now two men who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, Oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this one also gave birth. And we were together. No one was with us in the house except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night and took my son from my side. While your maidservant slept and laid him in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was, dead. But when I examined him in the morning, indeed he was not my son whom I had born. The, the other woman said, no, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, no, but the dead one is your son, and the living word one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. You know the story, verse 23. And the king said, the one says, this is my son who lives, and your son is the dead one. And the other one says, no, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two, and give one half to one, and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, oh my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, let him, neither, let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered, give the first woman the living child, for by no means, and by no means kill him, she is his mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. All right. So, what do we learn from this story? First, there are two women. And the Bible describes both as women and both as halots. 
So it's not as if one had a far better moral space or life than the other. They were both women, they're both halots. And the fact that their husbands are not present uh, gives you an indication that they, they probably don't have husbands. But they have children. So both of them are women, both are halots, both had children. And they had a situation with their children that brought them to King Solomon. One of the women was wise. I describe her as wise, a wise woman. And the other is foolish. Although they were halots, one was a wise one and the other was foolish. In other words, in every profession, you'll find one wise and one foolish. That that is not an encouragement to be a halot, but it is just to let you know that foolishness is present everywhere. And wisdom is present everywhere. At every level of life, there is foolishness and there is wisdom. From the lowest to the highest. All right, all right. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call 0302-242-2000.